What's up, Moonbeams? Welcome to episode 179, Recap of the Woman King. Here in this episode, I want us to talk just a little bit about the Woman King that just came out on September 16th with Viola Davis. I want us to discuss this movie um, a little bit because, or I created this episode as a call to action because I feel this movie is so important to Black culture and Black history and, you know, everything, including uh, Brown and Black people all together. So I definitely just want to start the conversation and discuss this beautiful film with y'all today. I usually don't do movie uh, reviews or anything like that. I don't know if this would necessarily be a review, but we're just going to talk. Anyway, if you're new to this episode, new to this podcast, I mean, what's up? Salutations and thank you kindly for being here. Thank you again. And if you're coming back for another episode, what's up, cuz? What's going on? I hope you enjoyed the show. I hope you had a great weekend. I know I did. My birthday was a couple, you know, it was on Sunday and I'm feeling blessed to see 33. I'm feeling blessed to still be here. I'm feeling blessed to be smarter, wiser, more forgiving and more caring. So, you know, there's that. In the first segment, we're going to be talking about, you know, just the story. Just give a little insight into the story. In the second segment, we're going to talk about, you know, the audience and after that, we're just going to really recap and just, you know, talk about the, the film a little bit and just, you know, go from there. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode. As always, my intention is to create these episodes to help somebody, to inspire somebody. Hopefully I can compel you to see this movie. Let's jump in. Alice Walker said, the most common way people give up their power is by thinking they don't have any. As always, I love the quote. And it's just, it's always because it's so true. And it speaks to the heart of how life works and how the world works. You know, all the different systems that are in place, banking on you to surrender 
your power, to surrender your knowledge, to surrender your body, to surrender your freedom so the system can continue to go on so you can become another cog in the system. Anyway, y'all, over the weekend, you know, for my birthday, one of the things I did, I went to go see The Mormon King with Viola Davis and it's absolutely perfect, it's beautiful, it's gorgeous, it's inspirational, it's motivational, and I don't think I realized how much I needed the movie, you know, how much I needed that art, how much I needed that film, how much I needed that sense of expression, you know, like I genuinely got emotional about maybe four different times watching it just because it made me so proud to be black. It made me so proud to be African-American. It made me so proud to be Ebony. It just made me so proud. It made me feel good. It made me, you know, made me feel like I'm a part of the right team. Just all the feel goods, you know what I mean? And I think we need more things like that, more movies, more film, more books, more stuff like that to fill us up. Anyway, you know, without giving you too much of the story with the movie, the story is really about, you know, the Dahomey tribe. And I heard about the Dahomey tribe before, you know, I, you know, y'all know I get some tea young and she's Dahomey. She's part Dahomey or, she, you know, she has Dahomey uh, blood in her. So I, I was uh, familiar with them beforehand, but it uh, deals with the Dahomey tribe in West Africa. And, you know, it's definitely centering around an all-female army, if you will, of like ruthless, vicious, like skillful warriors. And, you know, them pretty much waging a war against slavery and, you know, just really defeating a lot of the forces that are getting in the way of people being free and, you know, creating that freedom and, you know, that fairness in society. It definitely went into a lot of the backstory on the army and how a lot of people came to be who they are, you know, how they all started walking, you know, their walk, you know, it gets into how they train together, how they spend time together and how they tend to balance that masculine and feminine energy together and, you know, move and work together like a machine. It was very impressive to watch, you know. It also touched on things in there that, you know, touched on things that I didn't particularly care for, but at the same time, you know, whether it's the truth or not, who knows, but, you know, it touched on things about other, you know, about African-Americans being, you know, tied to, you know, enslaving other African-Americans in the very, very, very beginning. You know, and who knows how it really gets, you know, how it really went. But, you know, some of those things were touched on. They weren't explored extremely, but, you know, they did talk about it and it was brought up, which I thought was very interesting. And for the most part, you get to see the story unfolding in West Africa in, you know, a village. And, you know, it looks like they, it's like, you know, any other village, you know, it looks like it kind of mirrors like that caste system you see in other places where you see the aristocrats, you know, the who's who in society, you know, they come together to make decisions about the village and, you know, different things like that. And, you know, it's very interesting just to see it being, you know, I've seen movies about it before, but it's always very interesting just to see the different takes, to see it expressed differently every time. 
You know, it also gets into the story of, you know, a young lady that finds herself becoming a part of the army and just the universe, bring, you know, bringing some completion to a story, to a mystery. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you will tap into that when you see the movie. But yeah, it's pretty cool. Audre Lorde said, Caring for myself is not self-indulgence. It is self-preservation. And that is an act of political warfare. I think what makes the movie so beautiful and just so interesting and compelling to me is the fact that we have young children, we have young girls, young, young boys that are growing up in a world that are going to grow up knowing this work of art. You know, probably knowing this work of art the same way we know Roots and, you know, some, you know, uh, a lot of us knew Roots and, you know, different things like that growing up in our time. A lot of children are going to grow up with more, you know, um, with more images and, you know, grow up around media with, you know, very compelling and, you know, suitable images for them to see themselves, for little girls to see themselves as warriors, to see themselves as strong, to see themselves as independent, to see themselves as being able to be, you know, masculine and feminine and just all types of good images. There's also type of things that can contribute to, uh, you know, children feeling proud of their black heritage and feeling proud of their black skin. I know for myself growing up, it took a long time for me to feel proud of who I was because in my house, you know, we always heard a lot of why you can't do this and do that. You know, how the white man held up this and held that and because of the white man, you can't do this and do that. And I understand it, you know what I mean? I was raised by parents who were born in the 50s and you know, and uh, born in the 50s. And during that time, you know, it's always easiest, you know, the best weapon that you have for yourself during that time is your silence. And I think they kind of wanted to protect us by somewhat training us to go through life, you know, stand to yourself or, you know, probably not speaking up against a lot of different things like that. Like they always kind of didn't like that I was so vocal or that I had that advocate energy that I was a rebel. They always just wanted me to be more docile and to be more quiet and to not have that voice. And for a long time, I didn't get it. But, you know, understanding things differently now, I could see them probably wanting me to be a lot quieter and be like everybody else because they want, they didn't want nothing to happen to me. They didn't want me to end up hurt or, you know, anything to happen to me because, you know, of me speaking out against anything, which I get, but, you know, I also feel like I'm the prayers of my ancestors. I feel like we're all the prayers of our ancestors. You know what I mean? A lot of our ancestors probably didn't have the luxury to be free. You know what I mean? But if you're here and you're free, then you get to make their dreams worthwhile. You get to make their prayers worthwhile. And I feel like this movie brings a lot of that energy into the fold. You know, I feel like this movie definitely takes us back all the way into what, like the 17, 1600s or something like that. And it really gives us a sense of self. 
You know, in this movie, it definitely talks about, you know, the different layers of who we are as people. It gets into the fact that we've always been entrepreneurs, that we've always been leaders. You know, we've always been great at figuring it out and making things happen. You know, we've always been warriors. You know, we've always been thought leaders. We've always been teachers. You know what I mean? Like we've always filled every capacity. You know, it also speaks to the, you know, the the fact that we've existed in life and existed in a world where we had our own societies and those societies were solid, stable and structured, you know, before other people came into the mix, before other elements came into the mix. It showed a time where women were close and super close. Women weren't as competitive and jealous of each other. You know, women could be warriors and, you know, very hard, strong, solid human beings. But at the same time, you know, fighting alongside of your sister, you can be, you know, it could just be another side of you. It could be a closeness. It can be a kinship. And it could be a sisterhood. It's just like, I feel like this movie speaks to, can speak to any audience. But as far as the Black audience goes, I feel like we need more and more art to create more Black pride, to create the kind of ingenuity and spirit that will compel us to be the best that we can. Again, all of us don't have to be millionaires. All of us don't have to be this and that. You can be the best kindergarten teacher in your community. You know what I mean? You can teach kids how to read. You can be the person that teach kids about how to hold their forks and spoons and teach them to, uh, etiquette and different things. Teach them how to hold themselves to a higher standard from the inside. Teach them self-confidence. You could be the one that's taking kids on field trips and exposing them to something more than just their block or their neighborhood. There's so many, you know, different elements where you can show that black pride and you can affect change. I love how this movie sums that up. D.B. May said, Melanin rich and honey eyed, butter brown syrupy, the black of the berry, the sweet of the sweet. Girl, all hues of the ebony rainbow shine. I rhyme so rare, age like fine wine. Lips plump like cherries, ready to be picked. They spend all kind of money trying to look like this. I love this quote as well, you know, because I feel like in my personal opinion that is true. And I feel like one of the major things that have contributed to racism in my personal opinion as it pertains to the world is the fact that as you know, Ebony's as African-Americans, as black people, you know, we just have a magic that is all our own. And, you know, it's something that can't necessarily be studied. It's something that necessarily can't be duplicated or imitated, even though, you know, people are always trying to duplicate it and imitate it and market it, weaponize it, sell it and all the different things. But we have an, a magic that is all our own. And it will always belong to us. You know, we will always, we may always have the resentment of other people, other races for being different, you know, not being better, but for being different. 
You know, like I told y'all before, I feel like racism exists because there are different types of people out there that still that has resentment and, you know, identity crisis, but, you know, resentment and all types of negative energy because they needed us to build this world. You know what I mean? This wasn't something that they could do alone. You know, they couldn't prove their superiority in building this world without us. They needed us here to do it. And if you know what I'm saying, if anything, we did most of the work. And they have to live with that. You know what I mean? And they also probably deal with a lot of the fact that we, you know, over the centuries, you know, we've raised their children. We've taken care of their homes and we've just really created a quality of life that they probably would never be capable of enjoying without us. You know what I mean? That they would never have been able to create for themselves without us. Like we've contributed uh, thanklessly to the world and to, you know, raise children and raise generations of children with that truth, it probably does something to the heart. And I feel like a lot of that denial, a lot of that negativity continues to feed racism today. And, you know, that's the reason I'm always praying to stay above the fray and to go in a different direction. You know, people are going to always have something to say. People are going to judge you. People are going to criticize you, but know that you have something special to give. You know that you have something special to bring. Know that you can't make their issue with you about you. Know that you're perfect the way you are. You've always been perfect. You know, know that you are a gift from God. And I really hope that a lot of you go out and see this movie and be reminded that you yourself are a gift from God, that your skin is a gift from God, that your heritage is a gift from God. You know what I mean? I hope that the movie compels you to continue to become more interested in who you are. You know what I mean? Become, continue to stay curious. You know, a lot of you may have Dahomey blood in you and not have no idea, but I hope the movie compels you to continue to become more curious. I know there are bunches of different forces going on out there with, you know, the ancestry stuff and people doing this with the DNA and a lot of different things going on. But if I'm being honest, I feel like there's a lot of different things going on and people are despising people finding out who they are. There's an energy out there and people want to pollute that path of, you know, education. People are finding out that they're this. People are finding out that they're that. I think a lot of people have, would rather us go to our grave just thinking we're just black without knowing exactly who and what we are. Maybe you're Nigerian, maybe you're Sierra Leone, maybe you're, um, maybe you're, you know, Ethiopian, who knows, Eritrean, who knows, but continue to stay interested and curious in who you are. You know, allow the movie to bless you and see that we can come together. When we come together, we create magic, okay? Like when we come together, we are powerful and we don't have to come together against anything or anybody. We can just come together because when we're together, when we work together, when we dream together, when we cry together, we love together, we are our most authentic, we are our most beautiful, and we are our most magical. Embrace it. Take it in. 
What's up, Moonbeams? I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. Now, welcome to the air segment. Here in this, uh, this segment, we're going to get down to the nitty-gritty and just chop it up and recap on this episode a little bit. We're not going to keep y'all as long today. So let's jump in. The first letter is E. Embrace. Embrace your story. Embrace what you come from. You know, get in that place of asking more questions. Continue to become more curious. I don't know what it is with me, but I've been getting into that zone for the past year where I'm becoming a lot more curious about who we are as a people. I've been reading all types of different books. You know, I found a book, I can't remember what it's called, but it's talking about some of the first black millionaires in our world. And it is a great book. We're going to come back to it and we're going to talk about that. Believe me. You know, I've also been getting into a lot of the movies, 12 Years a Slave, The Butler, and all types of things that's just been telling our story. And I've been, like I said, getting into all types of different books and just, you know, gathering more and more information. You know, now more than ever, we need more writers, we need more filmmakers, we need more artists, musicians, and everyone to jump in and help tell our stories. What are you waiting for? You know what I mean? It is your art. Share what you feel. When the moment you share what you feel, you are sharing and creating black art. You are creating and sharing the black experience, black expression. Moving on. The next letters are recognize. Recognize that this movie will make a big difference in black culture. And, you know, we need more images and need stuff like this in the media to help develop the minds and the hearts and the confidence and self-esteem of black children. You know, there are way too many black children growing up just not knowing that they matter. Like, y'all, we got way too many kids growing up not knowing they matter. You know what I'm saying? It's all, it always pissed me off about people giving Michael Jackson a hard time about bleaching his skin and betraying his race and just all that, all that type of stuff. And, and it pisses me off because I feel Michael Jackson might have bleached his skin because he didn't know that he mattered. He didn't know that as a black kid, as a black person, as a black man, he was beautiful. You know, maybe growing up, his parents were so busy surviving and struggling and trying to keep food on the table and keeping him on stage that they probably weren't taking the time to tell him he was beautiful and that he was perfect the way he is. You know, and then he go out there in front of this crowd and become this product and he has to be whatever the world wants him to be. And he just couldn't get back to the real him in there anywhere. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, it all comes back to knowing that you matter, knowing that you're valuable, knowing that your presence matters, knowing that you are beautiful the way that you are. We got lots of people out here, you know, getting the butt shots and getting all types of different things going on. And I feel like, again, sometimes it's because you don't know that you matter. You don't know that what you have already is special or perfect. You know, I don't have a problem with enhancing your body or whatever like that at all. I don't want to judge anybody. You know, but I know also it's an element of that where you just don't always know you matter. And if I want my existence committed to anything, it's pulling the veil off of people's eyes and reminding them that you matter. Moving on. The next letter is A. Accept. Accept that you are you. 
and you're going to always be you. There's never going to be another you on earth. So make the most of this miracle. Make the most of this experience and make it count. So there you have it. Embrace, recognize, and accept. In the next episode, we're going to talk about you are your vessel. So we're going to talk about taking care of yourself, learning how to take care of your body so you don't want to miss that. In the next episode, we're going to talk about, and in, um, if you haven't had a chance yet, head over to Apple Podcasts and please leave a comment and a rating and let me know what you think about these episodes. I want to thank y'all again for supporting the Medicine Cabinet where we get experimental about exploring your potential. All that is possible is possible for me. All that is possible is possible for me. And lastly, I am strong. I am enough. I am wise and I am tough. I am strong. I am enough. I am wise and I am tough. Later.